Hey everybody, I'm your host Reg Thomas and welcome back to a new episode of PS The Podcast. Welcome back man, my name is Reg and welcome to another <laughs> interview with PS, Pod, PS The Podcast. <laughs> welcome back, my name is Reg Thomas and welcome. Uh, this is another episode of PS The Podcast. Today I'm sitting with the hilarious Sydney Castillo coming all the way from Fort Worth, Texas. Hey. Uh, Sydney has written on multiple sitcoms such as Marlin, uh, Hood Adjacent, uh, Hell Date. He's his stand-up has been featured on uh, Comedy Central, BET, HBO Max soon. And you live in you uh, you live in LA, but you're in New York now. And, and you recently did Productively Stone. We were very happy to have you. Appreciate. Reg Thomas is not a role model. He is a comedian. Some of the things he says may cause a person to get hurt, expelled, arrested, possibly deported. To put it another way, if you're offended by this, don't blame end stars. Time for a smoke session. I don't know. I'm starting to notice a lot of code in the lingo lately. And I don't know. Maybe it's always been around. But like to me, it just, it just seems more prominent. Like whenever people say like the culture, I realize that they're talking about black women. And when they say the community, they talk about black dudes. I started to realize that more and more when it would be like, you know, do it for the culture. Do it for, you know, X, Y, Z. Whenever they say do it for the culture, I always assume like, you know, like, whatever I do, I would want black girls to attend it because I feel like once black girls come to your event, it's lit. So like if black girls don't co-sign whatever you got going on, like, you know, like black dudes are the curators are cool, right? But we do everything cool because we want to impress black girls. So if like a black girl don't co-sign it, it's not cool. So like black women in turn turn out to be the culture. Now, every time I hear like people complain about the community, they be like, the community got to do better community you know trying to support black business it always like you know it always has like undertones but you always feel like they talking about niggas like even with gerard carmichael he just came out as a gay man in his new hbo special and uh i remember his first hbo special he had a joke about you know like now that he's making money is he gonna give back to the community he's like fuck the community the community stole my bike and i was always thinking like damn he's still mad about that bike and I realized it was just niggas. Niggas is who he's talking about. He's over them. And I don't know why I uh, mentioned that Gerard came out as gay. It's just like the highlight point of the special. But yeah, that happened. And, you know, we'll go with surprised. I'll, I'll say I was surprised. Yeah, like black girls just move the culture forward, like I said. like, And they never get the credit for it. Like black girls make it hot and then white girls make it safe. Like hair extensions, leggings, twerking, niggas. Like black girls make it desirable and then white women be like, no, this is... White women have made an industry out of stealing shit from black girls. It's called thrifting. Like, black women, you know what y'all should steal from white women? I Even though I know y'all won't, but just out of spite, y'all should steal dirty feet. Y'all should steal dirty dirty feet bottoms from white women. And just make it a part of the brand and just watch. <laughs> they be like, look at this. It's an exchange of ideas and cultures. It's like, bitch, we were being funny. <laughs> dirty feet are the new black. Yeah, that's the one. Those are the bars. This week, Barack Obama came back to the White House. You ever see someone try to come back and revive a dying dog? You ever try to come back to your ex to see if you can make things, you know, perk up? And it's just like, yo, this thing died. This thing is dead. It smells. Him and Joe Biden trying to tell little jokes together. Like, hey, I, mean, I used to call you vice president. Now you the This is it for Joe. Joe's never coming back. I always had suspect. I have... I had weird vibes about Joe Biden. Joe Biden's always talked to black people as if we owed him one because he was Barack's vice president. Like he, because he was the white guy standing next to Barack. He always talks to black people as if like, yeah, come on. 
y'all, y'all owe me one. It's like, bro, I don't know who told you to do this. I ain't tell you stand next to this half nigga. The Democrats are gonna die in the, in the midterm elections. It's over. Like I don't even follow politics enough to speak on this, but I just know that no one has faith in nothing y'all got going on. But it's also wild that like y'all about to lose to a bunch of nuts. Like y'all about to lose to a bunch of nut cases. We are in like a very awakening time, and y'all are about to lose to people who are advocating for not saying the word gay. Like I thought we were supposed to be in the most understanding and loving time in the world, and y'all about to lose to like the newest type of big like y'all about to lose to a bunch of capital writers. Like some of these niggas rub doo-doo on your walls and y'all about to lose to them. Like these niggas ran up in your office. They ran up at the Capitol and y'all about to be co- tossed out. What's the one lady who thinks she's a QAnon lady? Marjorie Taylor Greene. Y'all let her in. And she about to get, she about to stay. Like y'all are doing bad. The only thing good that ever comes out of Joe Biden's mouth nowadays is like the student loans. We, <laughs> we working on them. I'm like, man, we wasn't paying. Well, I stopped paying student. I haven't paid student loans so long. They fell off my credit score. They don't even come on my taxes on my credit report. I never made one payment. 15 years later, it's like I never went to college. Like that student loan shit is cool for a lot of people, but like, hey, man, the last was out here throwing out checks. And I found out that a lot of people who lied on PPP loans are not going to jail. I feel so dumb. And not only do I feel dumb, I feel like a wild hater because at one point, I'm not gonna lie. At least I spent like three minutes of my life praying that those people go to jail for that type of shit because I was too scared to go in there. Now look, scared money don't make none. Niggas out here with 150 that free thousand dollars. 100 free thousand dollars. 150 free thousand dollars. And I, in all honesty, I think Putin going to war right now is just the effects of a long quarantine. Y'all are acting like he didn't have to go through COVID too. It's just him, powerful as hell, in a bunker. The desk is humongous. Everyone is on the like the, he's sitting at this humongous desk. Everyone's at the bottom, at the far end of the desk, like they like like they the ops. Yeah, everyone's acting like Putin's crazy. This is COVID. He has COVID brain. He just want to do shit. He's just been quarantined. He's like, yo, like we are taking over. Okay, Maharasha will ride again. We are taking work in. This podcast is brought to you by N Stars. For the latest news in Hollywood, follow nstars.com. E N S T A R Z. Dot com. How you enjoying your time in New York? I like New York, man. When it's like the weather is like, you know, listen, I've been in New York long enough where it's 65 degrees. You're like, okay, bet. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's been freezing, but I got my coat. You know what I mean? You know, I like the comedy scene out here way, way, way better. Yeah. Why is that? It's like you can get up every night, like multiple. I got up at 2.30 in the morning. 2.30 in the morning. Two, it's a show at 2 in the morning in New York. I had no idea. Two, you know what I mean? So it's like the comedy. And scene. you were well rested because you like two thirty in the morning. You already had a whole night by then. Yeah, I took a nap. I got off work was seven. Took a nap. Got up at like twelve forty five in the morning to go do my spot. Now the flip side, I couldn't go to bed till like five. But yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, you recently got past the comedy cellar. Yeah, that was dope, man. How you enjoying being at the cellar? Being a cellar comic. Welcome home, baby. Hey, man. I appreciate it, man. Now I'm just you know waiting on the spots. <laughs> I had my first spots this weekend, so it was cool, man. Uh, I like the spot though. I like it's like you know what I mean. I like the crowd. I like like I said, I like the comedy scene out here. So that was one of my goals to get at the comedy cellar. So you've been living in L.A. for about 13, 15 years. Shit, longer than that, bro. All right, rundown. Ready? Yeah. Moved out when I was twenty-two. Hell, day. from Fort Worth. From Fort Worth, Texas, all day. Fort Worth, Texas, eight one seven. How y'all doing? Uh, yeah, two thousand eight. I did my first writing show. Was Hell Day season two. Then boom, went to BT Awards. Then like the Tony Rock Project. At a show, and then uh, 2018, 
I did other shows in between, a bunch of like non-scripted shows. Yeah. 2018 was Marlon. 2000, yeah, 18, 18 was Marlon. 2019 was The Neighborhood on CBS, the sitcoms. And then boom, while and I was past like, you know, five years to consulting or whatnot. But now we're here in New York doing uh, HBO's uh, Bomani's Game Theory. How is Bo? What is it like working with Bomani Jones, man? Formerly ESPN, ESPN, y'all keep losing your black talent. We side eye, all right? Side eye. <laughs> hey, I'll be honest with you. Met him on Zoom first, right? Had the interview, and he had people that he know where I'm from, Fort Worth. He's like, you from Fort Worth? I got people. I said, like, oh, that was dope. Then, like on Zoom, everybody, you know, you can't tell. I'm six four. Yeah. Bo- Bomani taller than me. I had no idea. Like I was, I expected him. I think he's the be, ball. I don't know, but I just know he's taller than me. I was like, and the first thing I know, I was like, oh, he's like, what's up? How you doing? I was like, oh, what's up? Like a side, I'm six four. He's like a solid six five and a half. I'm like, oh, okay, bet. You had to look up. You like, hey. I was shocked. I was like, okay. He's like, how you doing? You know, you know. <laughs> Very smart. The Zoom. No, Zoom is cool, but when we meet, that's why I was shocked. Oh, okay. We meet. It's like, oh, bro, tall. Yeah. And very smart. Very smart, bro. Very smart. You like, damn, like very smart. So he has a pers- like perspective on things, but it's always like he's just very smart. Will thought I was very smart. Yeah. You could tell he know what he's doing. You got? Does he have a good sense of humor? Really? Yeah. You know, he has sensibilities. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. You know what I mean? Everybody that to me is not a comedian, they got what their version of funny is, and they could be on par. You know what I mean? But I'm going to spice it up or just put some season on it in your yeah. voice to try to make it like land. That's what you've been doing, man. That's how yeah. you, you've been making a living off the, like, aside from actually being like, first of all, I need people to understand. This is very exciting for me. I like, I've watched Sydney do stand up when I was like still in college. Wow. So, like, to re- for us to really be hanging like homies is really one dope thing for me. But also to know that you moonlight and like do all this shit behind the scenes for like so long, like, yeah. how, uh, how did you fall into that? Uh, man, to be honest with you, dog, I, uh, I moved out here, you know, to act and all that jazz, and I was waiting tables and bartending. And I hated that. I made money, but it was like, I can't sound crazy, but like, I was like, dang, I didn't move here to make money this way, right? Because the money can get good. So then I told them to switch my schedule to daytime so I wouldn't make as much money, but I'd be a better comedian. Mm-hmm. And I was like, when I did a hell, I did a, I went up to the producer because I did two TV shows in 2007 on TV. They got canceled on BT. And I went to the, sh- the producer at that one show. He did Hell Date. And I was like, yo, man, I want to um, I want to write for season two of Hell Date. And he was like, nah, just stay in front of the camera. I was like, nah, man. I told him, I said, I'm going to do it all one day. I'm going to take, I'm going to do it all. So I want to learn now. And he was like, uh, all right, give me 10 ideas for dates. Right? And I remember hit Will Sylvans, a comedian, very hilarious comedian. Shout out Will Sylvans. And he was like, don't give him 10 ideas, give him 50. I was like, he asked for 10. He's like, give him 50, you'll get the job. Wrote 50 ideas for dates. He hired me the next day. And then I ain't had a regular job since that day. As far no, I did. I ain't gonna hold you. I had a regular job for like maybe three days. I ended up quitting it and then got back in comedy, started doing well, like in two thousand like nine or some shit like that. But yeah. So when did it go from being a pursuit to being a career? Hell date, because hell date got me three jobs. Hell date got me hell date, BET Awards, Tony Rock Project. You wrote for the BET Awards. Yeah. Which year? All right. So uh, two thousand eight and two thousand nine, when Mike died. The year Mike died, I was working those awards. That was my second award. You did tell me this earlier. Yeah. Now, did you have anything to do with that epic monologue Jamie Foxx laid down? No. That that was Chris Spencer, uh, uh, Johnny Mack, and the separate writers. I, we wrote for the host. Excuse me. They wrote for the host. We wrote for the presenters and like all the other stuff that you see. Okay, okay, okay. But like, dog, I remember, uh, what's her name? That Bob, was the one, man. Listen, Robin Thede, right in the room, sitting here just like this, and she like... Michael Jackson just died. I was like, man, shut up. She knew somebody that knew somebody 
It was the, somebody, a paramedic. It was like, no, nah, we had to go to this. We had to go to old boy and say, hey, man, Mike died. He's like, Sh no, Mike died. So then we got to redo a whole show in 24 hours. It's three months of work. Mike die. You ain't get the morning, nigga, because you got to work. So you got to do a whole nother show in 24 hours, reaching out to everybody. Can you do the show? Can you do the song? We watching people try to remember Michael Jackson songs. And then, like, finally. While the world is all grieving. While we're grieving, we got a 24 hour window to switch it and do a show. Janet came. Remember, she came and spoke. Yeah. Like, under the even know, right? I was, I don't never let Twitter get to me, right? I, all them comments, <laughs> y'all don't never get to me. That year, they got to me. Cause it was like, oh, the BET board, they couldn't even do this. Mike died. I was like, you know who we was trying to, like, you know what I mean? I thought that was actually one of the best award shows ever. Man, like, they reached out to everybody. I remember everybody couldn't I don't think y'all remember. Jamie Foxx comes out in like a mic, like, first off, it's like a whole yeah. like, Michael Jackson, yeah, like, yeah. choreography thing that goes down. Jamie Foxx comes out in like a red leather jacket. He does like the forward thing with the wind on him. Yeah, like, yeah. But like, he's like Jamie, doing a Jamie Foxx way, so he like gets stuck. It was hilarious and like everything you needed at that moment. Yeah. The coolest thing about them gigs is rehearsals. Cause you get a free concerts, you get to see everybody come in there oh, yeah. and do their thing. You're like, damn, that's crazy. Yeah. The one thing I remember about that also was a. Uh, there was one time because you're a writer for for the award show. There's one like at the end of the show, they give Jamie some lines to give for like the like to sign off, and he's like, I don't need no goddamn shirt. <laughs> like, <laughs> like live on TV, he's like, I know what to do. Hey, I mean. You know, he gets stressful. He goes full rush limo. He's like, we'll do it live. <laughs> Them shows be stressful. That's what nobody think about. It's like you on everything on a clock. Everything got to go. Yeah. We ain't got time. Something happened, we got to go. So then you got people job like, you sure you got this? Everybody, you know, he under the most pressure. Because they ain't going to be like, dang, the segment producer messed this segment. Or they're going to be like, Jamie Foxx. Fucked it up. Yeah, so he got to make sure, you know, it's a lot of pressure on that shit. But he killed that shit. My back, can you cross on He killed that stuff. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, he killed that shit. <laughs> Randall. What was the last time you did something for the first time? I went parasailing for my birthday. I got a fear of water, and I was in Hawaii, and I went parasailing. It's the first time, the only time I ever do it, but I did it. Ironically, we have the same birthday. September 5th? Yes. Word. Word. Okay. Boom. That's my producer said September 28th yeah. for all of you. So what, what was parasailing? Like, where did you go? Like, Hawaii for the first uh, time? Yeah, first time in Hawaii, and then, like, first time parasailing. I was like, oh, damn. But to be honest with you, when you, it's the, 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 when it take you up, it's almost like a roller coaster. It's not like a, you think it's a flimsy rope. Yeah. It's like a chain. You know, you and you up, and the nerve wracking thing is like, it's actually peaceful. You up there, you're like, oh, bet, I'm up here, right? But when they finna bring you down, it's like, do, 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 a little bit. you like, yo, you know, like you pretty much strapped in, but yeah, I'll never do it again. But it was cool <laughs> why I did it. See, talking to you, sometimes I feel like you come in, you're like, I'm about to enter some part of my life or my part of my career where you've already passed, and I'm just like, I hear you tell stories about going to Hawaii. I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to do some shit. Man, like don't ever think like that, dog. No, not, not in a bad way. Yeah, in a good way. yeah, you gonna go? I oh, just yeah. Went, yeah, yeah, like that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like I hear, I'm like, yeah, I know my, my shit about to come, and it's just yeah. like, hell yeah, stand up, gonna, man, stand up gonna take you everywhere, bro. Where has stand up taking you that you didn't even think you'd be? Like clearly, we travel like the country. We get to go to different uh, countries uh, at times, but like, uh, where's one place where you ever you ever coach yourself like, yo, I'm really out here? Lebanon. Damn. Lebanon has a festival. This is before they was like Lebanon has a festival and I was with Marlon and he brought me and it was like a moment like dang. Like you get off and they got like they at war like a couple hours away. They tripping like a couple hours away. Yeah. You know, people worry about gangs in the US. <laughs> like, bro, they ain't worried about no gangs. They got like real, you know what I mean? Tribal war. Dog, we go there, the hotel is super nice. Like Super nice. I'm from Fort Worth, dog. And I ain't saying we ain't got nice you shit in Marley, Fort Worth. You probably at the, like, it's probably a war zone, but y'all at the Four Seasons. Dog, dog. 
<laughs> so like in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, I get up, watch the sun, I hit my partner back home, like, dog, I'm in Lebanon, one of the most beautiful cities I've seen, dog. We're off the coast water. Michael Bolton is performing. He in the like the, Michael Bolton is my, performing. Listen, Michael Bolton's in the hallway and he's like, Hello, Marlon know everybody, right? He's like, Hello. He's like, Oh Michael. He's like, Oh Marlon. He's like my friend Sydney. How you doing, Michael Bolton? And I was like, Yeah, nice to meet you, Michael. <laughs> he performing like the day after us. We go out there, we perform. That was dope. And then I did a. Michael, they got Michael Bolton performing at a brunch. No, oh, yeah, hilarious. No, it was like this big situation. Like they have a festival, so like everybody come out. Like yeah. it was packed. Like you know, like a few thousand people like outside in this little situation. I was like, oh dang, you know, comedy brought me here. And then I did like a USO tour with the General Dumford. He like the head of the military. We did like me. Can you curse uh, when you perform for the soldiers? Yeah, you just can't talk about America. The president. You know what I mean? You can't talk about like I got I ain't get in trouble, but it was funny. But it was oh, so we was in I think we was in one of these countries. We did like six countries in seven days, nigga. So we do a country and we leave, get on Air Force Two and go to another country, bro. Yeah. It was dope. But anyway, Air Force Two. Yeah, right. We I'm making fun of the soldiers, right? And it was like oh, okay, whatever. And I got on the National Guard and I like lit them up like laugh at me on Sunday night, like lit the National Guard up. Y'all don't do shit no way. Da 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 da. They dying, right? I did the dumb thing, right? It's they, they dying laughing, except the re, the National Guard's in the back. Some of them, so, and then when I went to the restroom, they was like, oh, there you go. And I was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> they was like, yeah, yeah, you saw funny and games, you know, we didn't have, I was like, <laughs> you know, and then the security is like, uh, relax, and they took me back to where I was supposed to be. You ever catch yourself trying to hook up with any of the... You know, comedians? No, what? not the good. We're not. We're not going to. I was so, like, whoa. We're not going to throw away our careers over my little podcast. All right. <laughs> That's definitely not what was about to happen. We say today. that. I hook up who? No, I was talking about like, like you know, like all those like the female marines on the on the base. Oh no! But you don't even get that type of. You know, it's time. not. It's not even like that. You listen, dog. You perform. And then, and then, and then they get, fly you out. And we got the journal with us. We go to a hotel, like some little hotel where they like. I already know. I could imagine like a five star general travels in style. Dog, I, we was in Bahrain. I think Bahrain they say it's like the Vegas over there. Okay. So we we in this nice hotel, dog, overlooking all this shit. He's sitting there like just chilling. I was like, dang man, like yeah, we good? And they was like, we good. They was like looking the sky. There's like it's so many people surrounding him just because his information he got. Like you ain't never been more safer in your life. I was like, oh, all right, cool. Just chill. That yeah, just got drones watching over y'all. Dog. You go. You can't go in the hallway. You go in the hallway. It's a. It's cameras like everywhere. They say they got people to come like a month before, wherever they're going, and like. That means he knows so much information. Dog. They got a drone that's. They got people in the sky. Set to blow him up in case somebody kills him. He a real one. He tell. You, he said they're not here to kill me. He said Dog, I ain't. They don't want me. He said they want the information I got. He said that's why we got all the security. They don't get damn about me. They want my information. He said so that's why we got we we move like this. And I was like, all right. It was look. That was the most guys like. All right, cool. But so they make you believe him. Did you ask if I could get a gun? You be like, can I get a gun too? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh-uh. You like guns? Absolutely. I mean, not like that, like on some gangster shit. But yeah, I'm from Texas. Yeah, I went shooting recently for the first time. It was uh, interesting, man. Like I, I used to, like I'm from New York. Like you get caught with a gun in New York, that, and you like breaking the law. They give you like a yeah. It's like ten years of bullet out here. Yeah, or like a, bu- a year for every bullet, and like three years automatic. It's a lot. It's tough gun laws out here. So like I grew up not liking guns, and then I started letting them off, and I was like. Okay. 
but responsibly. You know what I mean? Like you're supposed to let it off and be like, if somebody would have come in my home. <laughs> but like you know, people being cowboys. But in Texas, everybody got one. So it's like uh, it's that's why a, I'm always like when my best behavior in Texas. Yeah, don't be honking. Like I be telling my people when they come, don't be all that honking y'all doing in New York. It be giving me anxiety. Look, you don't be doing that. <laughs> honking in New York is just like literally is just a social way of saying hey, no dog, you in the way. That's all honking in New York means. Honk in Texas, honking man, hey. You want to fight? Yeah. Honking man, you want to shoot it out? Yeah. <laughs> Honking man, we can shoot it's it like, out. Hey, man, I'm just, I'm just on my way to get groceries. Dog, dog, every time I come home, some, listen. Every one time niggas had some shit like that, my boy honks some nigga. This nigga came out his car like, yo, what up? My boy was so shit. He rolled out his other. Like, I just found out I'm going to be a dad, yo. Just, yeah. <laughs> just celebrate. My homegirl, Brandy, right? She in Dallas, one of my really good friends. We was going to a club in Dallas years ago. Years ago. And so I'm not what I don't know my way around Dallas, you know. I'm from Fort Worth. So like we drive Fort Worth, Texas. And this car is like in our way. We just trying to get over. But he think we on some silly. We know he put his light on, pulled his shit out, and like flashed it. And she was like, "Yeah, bro." He was like, oh, "Okay." But that's just like, yeah. Now, that, <laughs> so when y'all be honking in New York, I'll be like, uh, "Get me inside." Yeah, like people just want to pull out guns because they be like, "I was scared of my life." I'm like, "Of us?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, them they crazy. Yeah, some people just crazy. I'm like, you just wanted to pull out a gun on somebody, man. Yeah, but I believe in like you know it's concealed carry back home, so it's like you ain't, it ain't like, the flashing of it is like ridiculous. It's just like it's really for protection. So you could just carry a gun and not even show it. Like you could you, you, you have to you have to conceal it so it can't be seen. Man, in Virginia, you could just like have it out. I mean, in some parts of, but if you, you know, most parts you gotta be concealed. Like some people be flexing, that's what causes drama. Because if you gotta conceal, it, nobody know you just mind your business. But if you got it out, that is just a different attention that attracts people, the wrong person. Because then the young person who ain't got the most wits about them be like, oh, you trying to flex? I got my shit too. And it's just <laughs> a dumb communication, right? But they're young. My boy was in a liquor store in Fort Worth, right? And he went to just go get some soda. He, he from the war. Right, he right. Said, two dudes start arguing. They pull out in the liquor store. They start shooting in the liquor store. Over he, what? They, he don't know. He down there like I've been to Iraq, bro, and I'm about to die in a liquor store. Damn. Just on some, you know what I mean? But one dude probably flexing on some silly stuff. It's just you know. But Ford is a great city. Actually, the population they say is growing, and I'm from the southwest side, and I'm just really proud of it. What kept you out of trouble? How'd you? How'd you? I didn't grow up. How'd with all you that. make it? Yeah, I mean, I didn't grow up in that mix. I grew up, you know, cool. I was in a good spot, you know what I mean? suburbs, I talk about it in my stand-up, you know what I mean? But Fort Worth is like areas, like I grew up really nice. My boy Carter I brought into like, you know, two times in one week, you know what I mean? But it was cool. I wasn't even around that, you know what I mean? You had to go to that, you know what I mean? To really like get involved in you it. You got to go looking for it. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, man. They need more stories like that, like the black guy who didn't even have to. Yeah, I play basketball. I, you ever hear yeah. stories of like when people from like L.A. they talk like I asked James Davis. I was like, so in L.A. you have to be in a gang. And James was like, he really gave us like he's like, I mean, you don't have to. Hey, <laughs> but he had a good point. If you grow up there, it's like and it's like all gang banging outside your house. But they never. But there's not enough of the story like the kid who's like, yo, I couldn't even find them to <laughs> join a gang. Like, yeah, me, you. I remember the first time we saw gangs in. Fort and Wars, you grew up around black people. Seventh grade, when we went to Dunbar Middle School. It's a blood area. We knew okay. that. Yeah, it's stop six is a blood area. Okay. And we we come from the southwest side. You know, it's not really there's many gangs. <laughs> we get a hit up when we was driving. This they middle school was hitting us up. Blood this blood that. And we was like. 
We lost one game that year. It was to that school. We was in there. They was hitting us up in the stands. We was like, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they blew us out. Then we played them in our school. We won. Oh, see? Yeah, they knew you, you, the the players on your team knew not to win on that on that court. Oh, it was like crazy. It was like, oh, okay. But you know, you played sports? Yeah, I played basketball. I played. Uh, I got drafted in uh, 2002, and I got cut because I hurt my knee. But I played for the uh, New Orleans Hornets. Really? No, I'm lying. Yeah, it was like, what? You had a Master P moment? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to him, though. He did it all, right? But I played basketball in high school and junior college, and I left. I was like, this is, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to the NBA. Gotcha. I can't jump like that. Yeah, you ain't got no hops. Man, Uncle 6'9 can fly. I can't jump like that. Like, I was so mad because people like, man, if I had your heart, you'd be like, ugh. Oh, oh. You know, you skip leg day. That's what the problem was. Man. Probably. I could shoot, though. I could not. Everyone swear they could shoot, man. No, and they're lying. You know, I'm the only one you should believe. All right, got you. <laughs> what, any plans for New York for while you out here? I'm going to kick my boy Rage, man. Uh, I hooked you up, man, yo. First yeah. off, I really am the plug when you come yo, to New York. He got me a barber, bro. Restaurants, like a place to go kick it. You Rage is the man. I just, I just want to get up as much as possible and stand up, you know what I mean, and then work on my show. Like, yeah, man, I'm sure that. I'm Reg sure a writer. He don't want to tell y'all. Reg be writing on the low. Reg going to get money writing. He just be acting like he's shy. Reg going to get money writing. It's on its way, man. Rich man get money, right? He gonna flex. He's like, yeah, I was just in Hawaii, Paris, Island. I'm like, okay. This podcast Rich. is blowing up too. Doing numbers out here, man. I see, man. I'm out here. I'm, I'm. They they listen to me in London and South Africa. Nice, man. Shout them out. A. Bow. All right. <laughs> a. Bow. All right, man. It's a nice little setup. Yeah, man. Yo, Sid, thank you for coming through. Uh, you did Productively Stone. How did you like doing Productively Stone? I didn't even get to ask you Oh, that. love Productively Stone, man. Audience was dope. You know, somebody had seen me, hadn't seen me perform before in that audience, which was really dope. And you just really had a good time. Nice. Let the people know where to find you, follow you. Hey, check me out. Sydney is funny. S-Y-D-N-E-Y is funny. Uh, April 21st, catch me on HBO Max. Uh, Marlon Wayans presents the headliners. And then make sure y'all check out on HBO Game Theory with Bomani Jones. PSA Podcast is produced by Junius Valentine. Sound engineer, Adam Mock. And written by Reg Thomas. You've been listening to an N-Stars production.